off the board ready? There we go. Yay! <laughs> Are no more sexist shit. I'm Beth. I'm Louise. And today we're talking all about Spider-Man No Way Home. Before we get started, again, we're issuing a spoiler warning. We will be spoiling everything about this film, all the bad things that happen, all the good things that happen. So if you have not watched the film and you don't know the spoilers, please go away and watch it or at least read about the spoilers before you continue listening. So to start us off, let's go over a brief summary, which I hope will be brief. So We pick up where we left off in the previous film, which is when Spider-Man's identity is revealed to the whole world. Peter is very nervous about this, so he goes to Doctor Strange and asks him to cast a spell that will wipe the memory of everyone so that they don't know his secret identity. Doctor Strange agrees, but Peter keeps changing the spell slightly every time he's trying to cast it. This later becomes catastrophic. However, the spell was stopped before it being cast, but there are some problems that arise later. In this film, Ned, MJ and Peter are looking and applying for colleges and they get the results that none of them have gotten into college, apparently. Not 100% sure on this, but we'll talk about that later. All the villains... Yeah, (laughs) we love the theories. All of the villains of all the Spider-Man universes start to appear. So Doctor Strange instructs Peter to collect them and then send them back to their own times. Peter collects them, but then realizes that he will be sending them back to die. Insert fight between Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. Did say fight? Was it really a fight? (laughs) I mean, well... Yeah, it was, but it was, but it wasn't. I mean, Peter just bet them with the trigonometry or geometry skills. <laughs> like, yeah. anyway, Peter wants to save all of the the villains and tries, but some get loose and then they wreak havoc. May dies. Dun dun dun. Sad violin part. Other Peters arrive from the other Spider universes, and they team up to help Tom Holland Spider Man, and the plan works. Demons from other universes are starting to come through. Doctor Strange casts the spell and everyone forgets who Peter is. Well, yeah, who he is and that he's Spider-Man. So no one remembers who Peter Parker is. Then at the end, we see MJ and Ned get into college and Peter gets an apartment. The end. Ha ha ha. Although there's end credit scenes, but we'll talk about that later. I'm going to skip a bit to the Statue of Liberty, which is key in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a Captain America shield now which Peter destroys. But who has decided that the Statue of Liberty needs a Captain America shield? Because canonically, I don't know when Spider-Man Far Home happens, but John Walker decapitates somebody with a Captain America shield. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting. <laughs> An interesting choice. Like, I get Captain America, you know, what a guy, but why would you add that to the Statue of Liberty? Yeah, because he wasn't an immigrant, and the whole point is, like, it's his torch for all people to be welcome. Exactly. It doesn't make a lot of sense. He represents a lot of things, but he doesn't exactly represent inclusivity. <laughs> no. <laughs> Very true. So the film was directed by John Watts, who yeah. has directed other... All the other Spider-Man. All the... Really? Yeah, it, well, all the MCU Spider-Man. Yeah. Not much else that's of notable interest, if you... Mm-hmm. Horror films. 
this film was written by Chris McKenna and Eric Somers and Amy Pascal was one of the producers who also worked on all of the other Spider-Man movies. Yes. Eric Summers, I believe, um, mm-hmm. did Ant-Man as well. Ah, cool. The Wasp, possibly? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, and the Lego Batman movie, which is probably his best ever <laughs> arguably, but let's not get into the amazingness of the Lego Batman movie. I still haven't seen it. You need to see it. It's <laughs> one of the best cinematic marvels of the world. Okay. <laughs> so, let's talk about some characters. Okay, Peter. Well, one of the Peters. There is three. Um, Peter, he was nice. He was just chill until the whole Mysterio thing. Yeah. Mysterio really didn't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Like it was just an extra ha-ha. Yeah. It's like solidify his part as the villain. Yeah. And then everybody loves him, which I think was quite news, like fake newsy, because I was yeah. like, he's a hero. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I don't mind vilifying him. He's like, he's a teenager. Oh, well, that's bad because he's a teenager. Also, we don't care. Yeah, it Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. He, yeah. Just, he just wants a normal life while crime fighting, which is yeah. understandable. I mean, he's a millennial teenager. <laughs> like, we can understand this. Um, and he just... Yeah, he wants to have a normal life and he wants his friends to be able to have a normal life as well. And I think that's kind of what the essentially Peter's whole struggle is and why he goes to Doctor Strange is so that his friends can get into college. It's not really for himself, it's more for his friends and girlfriend. Um, you just like Hannah Montana. Yeah. Exactly. And the big question is, can that ever actually be achieved and that's a, a big debate which we won't get into but no yeah what's nice about this trilogy if you like if you can yeah. call them a trilogy he's he's growing up and I think this one is the one that we see him you know he's he is more of a grown-up in this one he does take things very seriously but we still get these same old awkward Peter Parker from the previous films which was a really nice thing to play with yeah Tom Holland I think is 25 now mm-hmm. yeah still playing an 18 year old at this point yeah <laughs> which I find interesting considering um Hayley Steinfeld plays Kate Bishop's also 25 yeah and so is Florence Pugh plays Yelena so they played quite an age range yeah yeah and of course Zendaya's been playing a teenager since for like 10 years now yeah I know <laughs> But it gets cringy. to the point, yeah. It gets to the point where you're like, I've been playing a teenager through the whole of my twenties. <laughs> like, yeah. How does that work? It's interesting, but at the same time, more life experiences, better acting? Question mark. And it's again <laughs> debatable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. May's death really affects him. Yeah, we really see a darkness fall on him as he's kind of left on his own. Although he's even more left alone at the end of the film like he's completely isolated he has no one in the world because everyone forgets who he is but yeah and I really liked that the other Peter Parkers coached him through that and talked about their struggles and I think that was really useful and actually thinking about it again on reflection we see all three of these male role model characters Mm -hmm. be vulnerable which is going to be so beneficial for young 
boys out there who haven't seen that men can be sad and can be vulnerable and can have had um heartbreak and I think that's really good in showing you know the whole mental health and that men can mm-hmm. have mental health struggles as well Spider-Man's definitely not my favorite other superheroes but he's definitely the best for emotions like yeah he doesn't have this typical macho superhero energy which is really nice yeah exactly he's just a nerdy young schoolboy who yeah, then somehow but yeah who somehow just becomes a superhero yeah we get the I was bit by a spider line, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Very. It doesn't make sure any sense. Where they, they got bit by a spider because Oscorp doesn't exist. Yeah, which is yeah. big question mark there. But we do get, with no Uncle Ben, but we get this with great power, we've come to great responsibility speech. Yeah. You mark. Yeah, it's so, I mean, it's referenced in like so many other movies and I'm sure everyone or at least a big chunk of people know know that quote even if they don't know where exactly it came from they know the quote and I think it resonates with a lot of people yeah I agree it's like definitely such an iconic quote Mm -hmm. arguably one of the most poignant quotes in the whole of the MCU yeah they know it's a cliche but they use it yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it had to be said. It yeah. had to be said. Moving on to Doctor Strange, who is obviously played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Sherlock himself. Yep. Yeah, he makes a, quite a big appearance in this movie, which was quite nice to see. Definitely his biggest. I would even say cameo. It was a proper role. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not just a cameo like in Thor Ragnarok. My main thing with this is he wants to be so Wong because Doctor Strange blipped out. Wong has become um, Sorcerer Supreme, if I can get my teeth around that. Yeah. And I think the whole reason why Doctor Strange agrees to help Peter is to get brownie points, possibly, in order to gain back his role of Sorcerer Supreme. Now, I have no basis for this assumption. This is just me going off of my own thoughts. Um, It's probably, I don't think necessarily that's why he did it, but just just something putting out there. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Doctor Strange. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's had the whole humility arc, but he's just not humble enough. No, exactly. Yeah, he's not, I'm not the biggest fan. Um, it's quite nice that he says, hasn't the boy been through enough? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He it's does nice. ha- show empathy now and again. Yeah. Um, and there's the touching moment between Peter and Doctor Strange um, as they say goodbye forever. Well, forever. Yeah, forever. Finger yeah. quotes. Yep, yeah, exactly. Wink, wink. <laughs> Radio podcast, we can't actually see the thing. I know, I was doing them and I was like, I, how do I say this? <laughs> like, yeah. how do I describe what I'm doing? Yeah. He just says to Peter, Did you not phone them? That shows like his character that he was quite rich. So he was like, Yeah, yeah. You phone people. Like, yeah. That was such a millennial, not millennial, a Gen Z or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, but like, wait, you can phone people? Yeah, exactly. It was so funny. It was so representative of our generation or the, the generations yeah. to come yeah <laughs> um which was very funny and 
yeah and just shows peter as well like he's such a bright guy but sometimes he can be so dense <laughs> about know. just common sense yeah really weird about peter is they definitely want to make him seem young but it's always bugged me that when in civil war he says you know that really old movie empire strikes back i don't class that as an old movie and i know no. it's been like 50 years no, I wouldn't. Point. Yeah, I wouldn't class it as as an old movie either. It would have to be in black and white. That I would be like, okay, that's an old movie. Yeah, I like his movie references. It's very yeah, I enjoy them. Yes, MJ is good in this one. She's more central. Which yeah, nice. totally. She's not just. A, I need to get a necklace for MJ because <laughs> why not? Yeah. Yeah. And she isn't. We see more of a depth to her than yeah. we have in the previous films. It's kind of just like, okay, here's the weird, quirky girl that's eventually yeah. going to be the love interest. It was like, well, she has a reason for being in this movie. You know, her character is there to help Peter and um, to sort of come into her own, which yeah. is nice. She's a bit of a badass. She's like, I will press this button. Yeah. And I that think was... if Ned wasn't there, she definitely would have. Yeah, 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 totally. Very protective of people she cares about. Which is nice. Yeah. You see some of her backstory. Mm-hmm. Michelle Jones Watson, and she says, I only go by Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, we kind of see that broken family again in air quotation marks. Yeah, and a whole another thing to tie to that is she always expects disappointment, which is a heartbreaking thing, but something yeah. that's quite resonated in this film. Yeah, it's quite sad that she says that. Yeah, it is. And it's, yeah, quite dark. And I think, you know, I know people, like, we know people like that, which is kind of yeah. crazy. Um, But I think it was good that they got that across. But at the same time, we kind of see her go, you can expect something better than disappointment. You can expect, you can be hopeful, basically. Yeah, it's but, a nice message. Exactly. She's less edgy in this one, but in a good way. Like yeah. the first one, she like she was very edgy and outcasty, but now she's edgy and outcasty. But is ni- not this nice kind of so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fact, she's a nice, well-rounded character. She's not defined, and the yeah. first one she's defined as the girl that's just there. Yeah. Second one she's just the love interest, but now she's like a rounded character, and that is nice. Totally. Another um, interesting thing to note at the start is after. Peter is revealed as Spider-Man and we have this whole segment of them trying to go into school and the paparazzi in the press are all pestering poor MJ and Peter and Louise and I talked about this before we started about how it reflected the actors Zendaya and Tom Holland because I don't know if you all know but they are dating and they were discovered via a paparazzi photo and this was before they were ready to share their relationship with the world they were found out to be dating and so I feel like although they would have filmed this before yeah the paparazzi photos were released I felt it was a really authentic take to it yes and there was a panel for MJ between Gwen and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man caught her instead of she died in Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that this was. was really powerful and really lovely to see because, you know, I think earlier, possibly in the film, Andrew Garfield's uh, Peter talks about how he had someone, but 
he lost her and then we see him get to catch MJ and it's kind of yeah it was a really lovely and sincere moment we get the bleak out like the bleak news of yeah um my girlfriend died also yeah my best friend tried to kill me and then (laughs) then MJ just standing there Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I presume they all were in the snap the blip and the snap together because then it would be in high school. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We get the goodbye at the end as well between um I nearly said Zendaya. That's not <laughs> correct. MJ and Peter. He's about to say, I love you. And she's mm-hmm. like, No, don't tell me now. Tell me after, which was a really yeah. lovely moment. And this acting, particularly by Zendaya, um reminded me of any of you who out there who've watched Euphoria um there's a moment in the second episode of the 2020 series I think where Rue played by Zendaya is with Jules played by Hunter Schaefer and um they both kind of apologized to each other and Rue kind of just breaks down and can't quite express how she feels or say much more than goodbye and then she leaves and that whole kind of portrayal reminded me of this moment um when mg doesn't want peter to express he she just yeah she she shuts him down it's very cute yeah ned ned oh. um, has less of a role mm-hmm. because of them jane peter but more of a role than spider-man far from home where he's kind of reduced to the dumb best friend i don't know yeah yeah He's the man in the chair, but there's... Yeah, there's less... Yeah, there's less manning in the chair for him to do in that one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, It's funny because every time MJ and Peter are having a moment, he comes in and it's like, hey, guys, and just interrupts the moment completely. Ultimate third wheel. Yeah, totally. And he's just... Oh, I think... I think he probably does it partly intentionally because he doesn't want to be left out and which is totally understandable and yeah he's just he's such a lovely guy and he's so he's such a good friend to Peter and so important in Peter's growth as a human being. I love the interrogation scene and (laughs) he's literally being questioned and he ends up just clearly stating that he was the man in the chair and that he knew everything that was going on and these guys are like brilliant now we can put you away and charge you yeah. and then he's like oh <laughs> back to that scene um with, with aunt may in the interrogation room and they say we can charge your child endangerment mm-hmm. quite dark <laughs> not, so, dark. not expecting that no it was mm-hmm. yeah i mean fair point I can see where they're coming from but then again as you said it throws it back to the whole Tony Stark thing getting a 16 year old and to fight a war question I've been there yeah not really yeah of course we've got a cameo yes Charlie Cox and Daredevil Mm -hmm. that's nice um so now Defenders is in the MCU all the Netflix shows yeah But that'd be nice. That would be really nice. I heard rumours that he was like, it could have been canon. And then I went to the film and was like, oh wait, it's fully canon. 
that is really cool I really like that they've done this and oh I'd love them to bring in some of those shows yeah. and those characters into like proper MCU stuff this would be a really cool development but we'll yes. we'll we'll see we'll see I'll double I'll just all the Marvel shows to be in it oh like, they're so good they're making them uncanon mm-hmm. well they're making the ABC ones uncanon it's just really sad so shall we move on to Anthony? Hold on before we do, a oh. vital part of Ned is he has magic. Oh yeah, he has magic. That's just out of nowhere. Because yeah. we get the joke of Ned, I have weird tingling in my fingers, and then Doctor Strange is like, Yeah, go see a doctor. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and he's like, Oh, apparently my family had it and everything. And then no, he he actually does have magic, yeah. which is very cool. And we get some very funny moments to do with that, like him not being able to shop portals, which quite That's dangerous. Funny. But yeah. very funny at the same time. Also, he brought Strange back to the final battle. Yeah, which was very helpful. Yeah, they literally put a strange in a shelf for like half this movie. He was like, <laughs> you can just sit here until we need you. Yeah. Which was quite funny. It's like a cinematic technique because it does ask the questions. Where did all the other Avengers? Like, mm-hmm. that's the problem with the whole thing. How can you have a world-ending event? Yeah. And just have all these superheroes that just don't turn up? Totally. Yeah. So they kind of solved the fact that at least the one New York-based superhero did turn up. Yeah. And Wong, of course, went away. Just to mm-hmm. care. Which was a mood in itself. <laughs> to be fair, Wong is actually getting more of a place in the MCU now. Because he was in um, he was in the Shang-Chi end of credit scene. Mm-hmm. So which is good. Just... Which is good. Yeah. So. And I'm well, sure he'll be in um, Doctor Strange too. Yeah, of course. Multiverse of Madness. That's the one and only. Yes. So, yeah. Aunt May, Marissa Aunt Tomei. Mm-hmm. Of course, she died. Spoilers. <laughs> Which is up. very heartbreaking. Yeah. Her relationship happy's over. Yep. Dun dun Which dun. A summer fling, apparently, according summer to Aunt fling. May. <laughs> and I like he's that. Like, you like that it was a summer fling? Yeah, I didn't like the relationship. It was yeah, weird. it was weird, but at the same time, it was kind of cute. But I think it yes. probably was just a summer fling. Yeah, it was a summer fling. It was a good summer fling. Yeah. I like the fact that, like, this is normal. Some of things are good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, this was nice. It was nice that it was happy as well. It was hung up on as well, not the other yeah. That was a yeah. bit nice to be. Yeah, exactly. End of mm-hmm. yeah. Of course, she took the place of Uncle Ben with the whole great power responsibility speech. Yeah, this was lovely to see. Yes. And she, even in the end, she's she's she says to Peter, I'm okay, I'm okay. Like, yeah, I'll stay, I'll stay. And Aww. just showing like the ultimate strength as you're dying, like, yeah. which is a scary thing. She's like, it's okay. And then she dies. I I think everyone in the cinema, as soon as with great yeah. power, everyone was like, oh, she's going to die. She's going to yes. die. She's going to die. Yeah. And I mean, how could she not? She was literally <laughs> swept in the air by the Green Goblin and literally plunged. I'm not surprised. I was surprised she stood up afterwards. No, same. <laughs> Surely that's a back injury or something, but yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah, and she guides Peter so much that, I mean, in the previous spider-man movies with andrew garfield and toby Maguire. yeah it's mostly uncle ben that's kind of the moral compass and teaches peter all about what's right yeah. and what's wrong because there's only may in the picture of these films yeah. he's doing that and i think that was a really nice thing to see you know that not all boys need a male role model who guides them the whole of their exactly. life exactly female models can be role models for everything 
exactly so this was that that was, that was good. very good and she yeah. she's she's one of the uh, people that kind of encourages peter not to send the villains back to die you know she yes. says i think she says something along the line of everyone can be helped or something like that something along yeah. those lines and that their family that's what they do they help people so i i, I really yeah. enjoyed that that was fresh i like the fact that she's single mm-hmm. because it was nice just she went single single parent i would say single parent yeah, yeah. Much um, of course, Miss Atoli did say Aunt May might have had a girlfriend, but that was like a whole rumor. Well, it wasn't rumor. She said that would have been cool. But yeah. she's dead, so it doesn't matter anymore, apart from annoying all the homophobes on Twitter. <laughs> Which is always a joy. <laughs> <sighs> yes, Twitter is a lovely place. Moving also, on. go follow us on Twitter. Yeah, um, follow us on Twitter. That's a good Twitter. segue. Yeah, very good. Yes. It follows on Twitter at no more sexist shit. Yeah, I That's think it's missing. You can just a, type it up. Missing yeah. an eye. Missing an eye. Yeah. Yeah, and we're on Instagram as well. In case you haven't followed us, yes. And we are no more sexist shit, but instead of an eye, it's a one. Yes. Oh, here we go. Go follow us. Yeah. Of course, we should talk about happy. Yep. Yeah. Who is just heartbroken. Yeah, he's not happy. No, he. I feel I so sh- bad for him. Yeah, Aha, that was good. Yeah. That was good. That was a bit. Oil. Oil. Yeah, it yeah. took me a while. <laughs> I love in this bit when they invite all the villains over <laughs> to Happy's house because they have to stay at Happy's house, and Peter's on the phone to MJ, and then he's just sitting in there with this snore mask thing on, and then yeah. he look like you think he's asleep, and then he's like, "Okay, c- like hang up hang now." Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. Yeah, that was he, quite funny. He has kept Stark's old equipment after denying yeah. that he had it, um, which was quite fun, funny. And Peter goes into the room and he's like, "Oh, happy." That so was, was like, a line at the start. I think they were like, "Happy Hogan under suspicion of missing Stark tech." So. Yeah, but totally. who surely Pepper owns the Stark tech now? So then, but I'm sure he she wouldn't. Soon, I don't know. Yeah, that's a fair point, actually. I never unless the government's just done a Sokovia Accords and all stuck to property. Who knows? Who knows? They're trying on Aunt May's gravestone, they didn't give us a date for when she died. Oh, and I definitely like it was covered by flowers. Oh, right. I went, okay. back, and saw, I went back and tried to look the second time I saw yeah. it. So they're being very sketchy about when stuff's taking place nowadays. I don't know why they're doing that because there's a whole time jump of five years yeah and there's also the other time jumps and they don't want to make it straight after the blip yeah maybe they just yeah they probably just don't know (laughs) they're like let's okay let's just type that (laughs) yeah they don't want to retcon people with the age like they did with Wanda yeah this would not no that would not be good um Yes. He yes. helps Peter as the manhunt becomes imminent. So right as May dies and Happy yeah. realizes, he kind of gives himself up to, um, save to save Peter exactly. And he, I mean, you can see how devastated he is. And I mean, he's broken. Like you yeah. see it in his eyes. He is wrecked from that. And then at the graveyard scene, I actually found that sadder than when he said goodbye to MJ. Because I was like, oh wait, like it's yeah, gone. It's gone. And he just he doesn't know who Peter is. Which I don't 
quite understand because he is Spider-Man, surely, and Happy is his manager, again, air quotation yeah. marks. He surely should know the identity of Spider-Man. Yeah. And I, uh, I don't have a problem with not knowing who Spider-Man is. I have the problem with us. How did he know who May is then? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't make it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, but story. Let's not think about it. Yeah, too let's much. not delve too deep. Most modern stuff is potholes. Most just anything's ever written as potholes, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Must be so annoying for people to write something, spend hours and hours on it, and somebody's like, yeah, it's a giant pothole. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like generally I don't care at this point. Yeah, exactly. Because they've spent so much time on it. Yeah. It, it's like, oh, you haven't seen it yet. I was gonna say, and don't don't look up. They, yeah, need to watch they, that. they 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 accidentally shot a video of their crew, like the camera crew and everything, <laughs> and they left it in the film. Of course. So Typical, like gladiator of the plane in it, or brave heart of the cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah, that was that was quite funny. I think the director said that they probably thought, oh, just excuse my language, oh, just fuck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just put it in. And then their defence was that I read recently, um, just to show our strange filming stuff what? that was going on. I don't know, because it was filmed during like, pandemic, COVID? maybe. Everything was filmed during pandemic, I feel like. So, yeah, probably. So It's amazing what they filmed during a pandemic, but people start using excuse for bad writing, and that's when I'm like, that's that dodgy. Yeah. Moving on to villains now. Oh, villains. Norman Osborn, Green Goblin. Yep. Played by yeah, the miraculous good. William Defoe. Yeah, he's a legend. He was really good. He did the whole split personality thing amazingly. Yeah, as always. I definitely fell in love with that character again as a villain. Mm-hmm. Like, you felt bad for him. Like, I don't remember feeling bad for the Green Goblin before, but I was generally like, oh, I feel so bad for you, even though you've just killed Aunt May. Which is really impressive writing and acting. Yeah. You can kill a main character and people will still vote for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, yeah, that's when you know they've done something right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really skillfully done on the writer's part and, of course, on William Defoe's part. He actually only agreed to do this film if he could do all of his own stunts. And he is 66 years old, which is quite impressive. I actually read today that, um, this is going off of what you said earlier, about Zendaya had said, that she was like everyone was scared of William Defoe because of how <laughs> realistic his Green Goblin was and how wow. scary he was and because he was so lovely as William Defoe like he was yeah. such a nice man he'd be like oh how you doing and then suddenly he'd go into Green Goblin modes and everyone was terrified so th- another sign of his amazing acting. I don't agree with actors doing their own stunts which is it's nice and sensible. Yeah. Love. They don't have to CGI because mm-hmm. I was watching a TV show today and it was obvious somebody put on a helmet and I'm like, that's obvious just not that person. You're not even the same height. Yeah. Yeah. But then he's so old and they really should be doing his own stunt because imagine how much that cost production if he got hurt. Yeah, like exactly. That. They'd be off for weeks and that just piles mm-hmm. up the bills. And the amount of things that are classed as stunts that you would even think as stunts, like you fall on the floor and that's a stunt. Yeah, literally. And actually, you see that much more. The safety regs when you're doing stuff on stage in the theatre is much more hazardous. Like Risk assessments. Yeah, risk assessments, exactly. The most stupid thing, this is a detail, but it's quite interesting. Um, I had to do a risk assessment. 
mm-hmm. or somebody getting a pack of M&M's thrown at them because in the show it was peanut M&M's so we used a pack of peanut M&M's but we couldn't actually use peanut M&M's because somebody was allergic to peanuts <sighs> so we had to do a whole risk assessment on what if the peanut M&M packet was contaminated so yeah that was a packet of M&M's so I would hate to think about all the risk assessments you have to do for a film like this that's crazy I didn't oh my gosh that does seem so mad like understand why they're in place but oh my god yeah that sometimes it feels like they're just taking the piss yeah. a little bit yes definitely it's like when you buy a tail and you're like are you allergic to that yeah <laughs> doc Ock, one of my favorite villains ever he's so awesome yes. doctor Otto octavius and then they all laugh <laughs> Yeah. Which I can see why. Played by the wonderful Alfred Molina. I was very good. That was well acted as well. Um, Yeah. He was was horrible, but he was good. Yeah, because we see his kind of redemption, which is... He had a good redemption arc. That was classic redemption arc. Yeah, very good. He he saves everyone in the end. I thought he was going to die. I thought it was going to be a Vader redemption arc, though. Yeah. <laughs> because I thought when he grabbed the stop reactor, I thought it was going to be over. But he didn't, so that was nice. Indeed. He loves to go mess up the other universe. Whether they all don't die anymore. Yep. Yeah. Another questionable... Yeah, let's just move on. Yeah. <laughs> he In the, the first fight he has with Tom Holland's Peter, when he's up against... It's the bridge, isn't it? He's on a bridge. Yeah, and after he has, the college person. Yeah, exactly. The administrator, admissions officer. Admissions. Yeah. He really shouldn't have, like, tried down a car, but that's another issue. Yeah. Yeah. He pins Peter to the bridge and Mm -hmm. then absorbs Peter's Stark tech onto his techno-tentacle arms. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, I, I quite enjoyed that, but I was like... Oh, this is this is very bad. This has gone from yeah. pretty bad to this is gonna end very badly. I like the whole Peter. Would you like to vote if connect? That's yeah. That was a mood. Yeah, totally, and yeah. it's so reflective of our society with technology these days. Yes, it definitely was. And we get the whole realization where he finds out it's not his Peter, and then yes. we kind of go, "Oh, wait a minute!" Like multiverse. Yeah, it was really not. It wasn't really. Everybody knew that it was going to be a multiverse, and everybody knew that it was going to be three Peters, but Marvel would deny it so much. Yeah, I know. It was so funny. Like, did Tommy Maguire and Andrew Garfield go to the premiere? That that is a very good point, actually. I don't. I haven't seen any pictures of them. Maybe they sneaked they in the back door. Maybe it's a shame, though. I know. Everybody knew at that point. I know. They could I, have just I, said Spider Man solidarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It's like um, Hayley Atwell. She's like mm-hmm. in half of the films that she's in. She's like not credited in. So yeah. she's just like, yeah, I'm here because Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> she can't. Yeah, she can't say one way or another. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's why they started inviting every single Marvel <laughs> actor to every single premiere just to yeah. cover their bases. Yeah, totally yeah. fair. Yeah, it's good that he doesn't kill Peter when he realizes it's not his Peter because he could kill him. But he's like, oh wait, he's yeah. actually a kid. Exactly. It kind yeah. of points to the fact that he, although he is bad, you know, and he is out to kill Peter, when he realizes it's not his, he he does stop and yeah, kind of showing, yeah, he's not 
a stone cold snow what is it cold blooded killer stone cold, cold stone cold yeah cold blooded killer that's you know yeah yeah something like that it'll work <laughs> let's go on to max delton electro yeah i chill at the start yeah and then yeah. he just isn't <laughs> yeah he just i i think see if um who was it that was taught was it um Norman Osborn that was talking to him or was it Lizard that was saying basically egging him on and saying yeah do you really want to be giving up your powers and everything else so that ultimately makes him go okay I want more power and so yeah Yeah. it's it's not great he also has a very big glow up since the last film yeah which was mentioned quite a lot in this which was quite nice yeah that was nice I like the bit after Peter captures him that Peter stays to fix the power lines in case they get blamed on him. Yeah, that was so sweet. That was, yeah, yeah. that was a sweet moment. But that's the other question. Um, previous films have had to start really fund, so Tony Stark just covers everything up with money. Mm-hmm. Is he not doing that anymore? Because it's been addressed that they don't actually have money. Like Peter is applying for scholarships. Should yeah. Pepper would give him money? Yeah. And of course, and other stuff like Falcon with Soldier, Sam can't get alone. Like, so is Pepper just sitting there? I feel like Pepper's just, Pepper's just sitting here in the whole MCU. She could solve so many problems. She's just not. Exactly. I feel like we need to see yeah. her do a bit more, but I don't know if we'll see Gwyneth Paltrow take role uh, of Pe- uh, Pepper again. Of Gwyneth Paltrow, I think it's Spider- Spider-Man Homecoming. She was interviewed and they were talking about that film and she didn't realise that she was in it. <laughs> oh my gosh. They're like, oh yeah, we're in that together. She's like, yeah, I'm not in that film. I'm not being in any Spider-Man. She's like, yeah, you're in a Spider-Man film. We're in that <laughs> together. And like, what? <laughs> yeah. That's so, I feel like that just perfectly sums up the whole of the Marvel filming process. <laughs> yeah, she didn't know what film she was in. That's so funny. I feel like they, like, especially with the whole, is it phase three we're on to now or phase four? Four, I think. Four. Four, yeah. Phase four, I think they've pretty much filmed everything simultaneously, like, at the one time. Yeah. So crazy. I wouldn't be surprised they've been in stuff that they haven't even realised they've been in. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I see people's Instagrams, like, ads Instagrams, and then they have, like, haircuts, and everybody's like, what are they up to? But nobody's going to tell. (laughs) Because they all have bugs anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. The fact about that, um, Tessa Thompson for Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. um, she had her hair for Thor Ragnarok, then she dyed it bright orange for another movie, then oh. she had to do reshoots, but they couldn't get her back, so oh, I think no. they spent like thousands of pounds on a wig, like thousands and thousands of pounds, and I think it's one of the most expensive wigs ever made for a film or something, just because she dyed it again, and they just like, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But I think we're getting off topic here. Yeah, but, let's go back. Okay, let's go on to... Major segue. Yeah, let's go on to Dr. Kirk Connors, who is also known as the Lizard. Who's just there. Yeah, mm. I think they just put him in here just so that they could say they put in most of the villains from the Spider-Man, the other movies. I yeah. don't know that we really need really needed him. I we think definitely we, don't need him. Yeah, we kind of had it covered with everyone else. And... Yeah, I mean, I wrote in my slide, why is he evil? But, I mean... I don't know. He was just kind of indifferent to everything, I think. Yeah, he's just... I don't know. I mean, he wants he wants to make everyone lizard people. Yeah. Which, 
is just a bit weird. People agree with him. People on Twitter think that's a general solution to the COVID pandemic. And it would stop racism, it would stop homophobia, it would stop sexism, it would stop every type of prejudice in the world because we'd all be lizards. And they're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But, oh, that is... Yeah. But at the same time, we're all humans and we can't cope with that. So I don't know how being lizard would make that much difference. Enough problems trying to get people to get the vaccine. Imagine everybody saying, yeah, by the way, the whole population is going to turn into lizards. That would be so funny. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, we've got Flint Marco with a sand van. Yeah. It was Thomas Hayden Church. Yep. He's a good guy, but he's not at the same time. Yeah, he just wants to be there for his daughter, which and That's understandable. I mean, he escaped prison. I can't exactly remember his whole backstory, but I, I think he is a good guy. I think he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time and made some bad choices but I feel like you know everyone can yeah. be redeemed or start fresh. I have a slight problem with this premise is Peter changes people without asking and they don't want to be changed and he's changing who they are as a person mm-hmm. so I don't know how logical it is like oh, Doc Ock his personality's been altered and he's fixing them. Yeah. The Sandman he didn't seem sad about being the Sandman like he didn't want to change yeah, exactly. That's it. Didn't point. change his personality. Yeah. So, and the wizard, there was a guy. He wasn't like drastically altered by being a wizard, apart from physically being a wizard. So, yeah. why was Peter changing him? So it's like we are going to change your personality and tough. You have no opinion. <laughs> that is a very fair point, actually, and deals with the whole consent issue. Yeah. Um, interesting. Don't know. Yeah. Interesting. And our. Final villain again in air quotation marks. Um, J. Jonah Jameson, played by J.K. Simmons. Wow, I was so happy to find out he was in this film. I have loved this character, and it's such a strong characterization, you know, it really, really cool. And I loved, I yeah, just iconic that's the perfect word. He is just iconic. I loved how in this film. He didn't have a proper studio. He yeah. wasn't in this massive newsroom. It was in an apartment with a green screen and loads of stuff everywhere. And, like, big fake news vibes. And I love how they kind of updated it and brought yeah. it to where we are in society today. I thought that was really strong. I like this cameo in the last one. That was a good... Yeah. That was a good callback. Um, but it poses a question. Is there a jo- 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 Jonah Jameson? That's a tongue twister. In every universe, because he's in all of them, I'm not sure. Well, they just I'm, transcend borders. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I said this to you before, but I'm sure I saw something somewhere where all the Spider-Mans are together and they're like, "Wait, you have a J. Jonah Jameson in your yeah. universe too." Mm-hmm. I don't know where I saw that or if I'm just making it up, but I'm sure there was something somewhere. But I wouldn't be surprised. You know how you just have some people in universities that are just the same in every single yeah. universe? Yeah. Um, going back to the three Spider-Men, um, good premise. I don't think the battle scene was executed very well. They didn't really use having three Spider-Men to advantage. They just did. Here's three Spider-Men who can fight individually and can fight together. But they didn't use it. Oh, wait, these are the same person. Yeah. They could definitely have done, this is a Spider-Man, this is two different superheroes. 
mm-hmm. and it wouldn't have changed the whole battle sequence, I think. Yeah, I did like, though, how they did kind of confront the whole thing that they were used to working alone. I thought yeah. that was nice that they kind of went, you said it's ba- this film is basically the whole Spider-Man meme of the three Spider-Men pointing yeah. at each other. Literally the meme. Yep. That, yeah, and I think that's brilliant. And yeah. the I loved the bit where Tom Holland's Peter says, um, oh, I was an Avenger. I'm an Avenger. And Toby McGuire goes, that's great. What is that? And yeah. then Andrew Garfield goes, is it a band? <laughs> yeah. yeah, love that. Love that bit of humour. Yeah. And they're, they, that whole fangirling between each other and just boosting each other's confidence that and everything that that was lovely to see as well it was just like lots of guys and they were just like wow you're cool you're awesome you're amazing yeah and, and like, we yeah, don't yeah. see enough of that we don't see enough of that and they didn't go the whole relationship way like they did with Loki and Sylvie mm-hmm. which was nice yeah totally even though people now ship the Spider-Man which is interesting I don't think I probably I should go that way is to start talking about all the ships on the internet <laughs> here till the end of time yep so end of credit scenes oh um, first one the Venom one so Venom's now in MCU yep which is good yeah fun good. exciting yeah just talking about the blip that was great like yeah. just an outside, it was like an outside of you the blip and Venom Mm-hmm. What would happen if Venom was blipped and t- if Venom was blipped, but then Eddie wasn't blipped? What would happen if Eddie was blipped and Venom wasn't? I'm assuming they were just blipped together. I don't know. That's mm. all the random. Very and of course, he left some of the. Well, he's from an alternate universe, so uh-huh. yeah. Then he left some of the Venom stuff behind, so now he's a baddie now. Yeah, who knows? And yeah, that's funny because in uh, No Way Home, Tommy Maguire's Peter mentions the black gooey alien or something he says. Yes. So that was, yeah, that'll be interesting. And does that mean that we might see Tommy Maguire again to oh. help? Possibly. Possibly. I doubt it, but it is a possibility. Could be good. And then the second end of credit scene was basically a trailer for Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, um, Doctor Strange. Um, people have theorised that's two different Doctor Stranges. I think Multiverse yeah. Doctor Stranges. Yeah. Which is interesting. The Multiverse is a very good sci-fi. Yep. Yeah. And thing. we see Wanda. Ha ha ha. It's going to be in it. Yeah. She's very chill. Doctor Strange is very chill about Westview. She's like, is this about Westview? She's like, no. Yeah. Does care that she'll help her? Town hostage, no, no, no. I think that's I don't know who's in charge at this point. We have no idea because I don't know if the Avengers are a thing or not anymore. No, it doesn't feel like they are. Well, I don't get why they don't because not all of them died. I Only know two of them died, and then but I, I don't know. I think they're like, okay, we we beat Thanos, who is just gonna destroy the whole universe. So they're like, yeah. okay, everything else is. Each for their own. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think Marvel's getting to the point if you think about it too much, it gets confusing. Yeah, you just kind of have to accept it for what it is and what they've done. Yeah. So, moving on to some reviews. So, on Rotten Tomatoes, it was scored 94%, which is pretty yes. amazing um, for Rotten Tomatoes. So, that was great. And then on IMDb, they got 8.9 out of 10. So, again, a really 
really positive result. It is the first pandemic era film to smash one billion dollars globally, which is obviously record breaking. Yes. So that's awesome in itself. I think because it was so advertised so much i'm not surprised really and there was so much hype about it and the anticipation of all the other yeah. spider-men coming back to be Maguire and i didn't know that so. yeah so everyone yeah. was like they were going yeah. to see their own their favorite they are spider-man, Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah. i've got a point about that mm-hmm. because um, i went to a chinese restaurant after i went to see the spider-man film and they got the way to was like oh what are you what are you doing in town and i'm like oh it's the spider-man film he's like oh yeah that's the one of the free spider-man <laughs> and we're like have you seen it he's like no so like I would I would know that there was free Spider-Man in it before yeah yeah interesting so I think yeah even people who aren't avid Marvel fans will have gone to yeah. see it because of Spider-Man yeah. obviously so this is a quote from Reddit. Don't have their username uh, present. Um, this setback of scale, especially in this movie, is crazy. So I think they're referring to the point that it happens between the first and the second movie where yeah. Tom Holland's Peter Parker kind of is just learning how to become Spider-Man and learning how to become a superhero and kind of doesn't want to do that but then he ends up saving the world, whatever. In the second mm. movie, the same kind of thing happens again. And I think this person's point is that it happens again in the third movie where yeah. he kind of wants to have a normal life while still saving the world, which I can I can understand yeah. where they're coming from, but I wouldn't agree entirely with what they're saying. Yeah. We definitely established every single film, he can't have best of both worlds, and Peter's yeah. like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna try it anyway yeah and this is another quote from reddit um which is a very fair point was it everyone in earth who forgot who peter is nick fury is in space right yeah that's interesting yeah whole universe Mm. i don't know i mean the main question that hangs from that was it as this person says was it just on earth or was it the whole universe did it affect other universes we won't know we hope this will be explained and it would be lovely if nick fury did know who peter was so that at least someone did we have a pro i have a problem with nick fury that's nick fury reference um because in the police interrogation scene there's a nice throwaway line that says nick fury's in space the police detective knows that Nick Fury is in space. Mm-hmm. And Peter's very confused because at the end of the last Spider-Man movie, we find out that Mayor Hill and Nick Fury are scrolls. Mm-hmm. But obviously Peter didn't know that. Yeah. Which is fine. But my problem is, Nick Fury's canonically, everybody in the world thinks he's dead. Mm-hmm. It's like a soldier. He has been dead. He has a grave. Mm-hmm. So why is it common knowledge that he's an alien? And how does this random police officer know that he was an alien? He was in space. Just that that is problems. Yeah, yeah, problems indeed. But this might be another instance where we just have to go. Okay, that's fine. Let's move on. And if it's only Earthwide, that means that all Solargans in the galaxy, Captain Marvel. Yeah, they will remember Peter. Yeah, so at least he's got like some superhero friends. Exactly. I just want him to have superhero friends. I just want him to have people that know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> and support him because realistically, I think the thing that broke me the most about this film was he had no one in the world who knew who who he who he is. Yeah. 
left because MJ May's dead. Happy yeah. doesn't know who he is. Neb doesn't know who he is. Who do, realistically, who else does he have in his life? Yeah, it's quite sad. Yeah, really sad. So, what would you rate? How did you enjoy the film, Louise, personally? And what would you rate it out of stars? Four out of five, probably. Are we doing it a five out of ten? Like out of five, five, four out of yeah. five. Yeah. Um, not my favorite Spider-Man film. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer um Far From Home a lot better. Yeah. But I just like the whole gold shop in Europe, and yeah. I like Shield. Shield is like my soft spot for Shield in the whole Marvel. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm a bit biased on that front, um, but it was a good movie overall. Mm-hmm. Few plot holes, but when you start mucking about with time travel, you start mucking about multiverses. Nothing really matters anymore. No, I'm really getting to that point. Yeah, throw caution to the wind. Doesn't matter. We can make up our own rules. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you make up your own laws of physics. Mm-hmm. Sure does. Yeah. For me, yeah. I would rate it five stars. I I know I said this to you yesterday. I I I think it's my favorite Marvel movie at the moment. I I still haven't seen, to be fair, I haven't seen Shang-Chi and I haven't seen Eternals. So there mm. is a possibility that they may trump um, No Way Home. They are very good. Please, it was good. But I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed it. And I I have a soft spot for Tobey Maguire. So when he was there, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. all my dreams have come true. That was, that, that, that fulfilled my heart. And yeah, and oh, can we just talk about quickly? MJ has a necklace on when Peter goes back to see her. Why? Where does she get it? What? As just what? Just what? Just what? Is. And how? And why? And it makes it makes absolutely zero sense. Totally. But let's again, just not think about it. Yeah, let's just move on. So yeah, yes. I think my my favorite Marvel movie at the moment. And there was some some good quality acting as well. And the music's great. Um, Michael Giacchino, I think that's how you pronounce his name, um, who my one of my friends picked up on the point that in every Spider-Man movie, the rhythm of the main tune changes slightly. Oh, that's good. Which is yeah, which is quite yeah. quite funny. It's like, oh, how is he? How is he going to change it this time? So something yeah. nice and hopefully we will see some of these questions answered in a future spider-man film or at least in a cameo of sorts we don't know what's going to happen with the spider-man franchise since tom holland said he wants to settle down and start a family which is a problem in itself but we will move not on not the fact that he not the fact that he wants to start a family that's no. completely fine yeah the fact that he announced that and then just like yeah it raises some controversy over kind of you could say that he's boxing her and kind of making her decisions for her but you know it it may just yeah it it could have just been a passive phrase you know he he might have meant something slightly different but yeah yeah Person of the day, Andrew Garfield, legend, one of the Spider-Men. Um, yep. He was originally wanted to study business and was a swimmer, a gymnast in school, 
before training at the Central School of Speech and Drama at the University of London. Wow. Um, he was born in LA, but he grew up in the UK. So he spoke with American accent during filming. But his co-star, Emma Stone, only realised that he wasn't actually American accented in real life after they started filming. And he was, she was dating him at the time. So I think yep. that's quite funny. Yeah. Um, at the 2017 Golden Globe Awards ceremony, um, he joked to Ryan Reynolds that if Ryan Reynolds won the Golden Globe, that he should turn to his wife like lively and then kiss Andrew Garfield instead. Of course, he didn't win the Golden Globe, but he still kissed, and it was an iconic Golden Globes moment. <laughs> um, he's ambassador for sports of the Worldwide Orphans Foundation. Good for him. Very good. Um, and he is a he was a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Awesome! What a guy. He really loves, and it's one of his comfort shows or something. That's lovely. Which is lovely. So, our person of the day today is Andrew Garfield. Good job, Andrew. Yay. So, that's all we have time for in today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And next time, we'll be talking about Doctor Who, Eve of the Daleks, New Year's special. Yeah, we're very excited. So, yes. tune in soon to soon, yeah. hear about that. Stay safe, everyone. Bye. Bye.